Raise your hand if you will be personally offended about me not talking about the front office situation in Boston. No? Good. Let's begin. going on everybody hope you guys are having a fantastic time while you're listening to this podcast and hopefully i can entertain you guys for the next 10 to 15 minutes while it is happening my name is seth weston and this is the unofficial memphis grizzlies podcast so without any further ado let's get into it this episode is going to mark the start of a new series of podcasts about what teams should do over the offseason this is obviously coming earlier because we're talking about teams in the playoffs first who be, who are eliminated what they should do over the offseason and then uh, a little bit later, we'll talk about the teams uh, that did not make the playoffs, and those podcasts will be a lot more interesting because we talk about draft picks, they have higher odds to get number one pick, and stuff like that, and so we'll talk about that more uh, whenever all of the mock drafts are kind of closer to closer in the right place, um, and give me more time to think about mock drafts for myself. So, But right now, we're going to talk about the teams that have been eliminated excuse me, from the playoffs, and we have two so far. We have the Miami Heat and the... Um, Boston Celtics. Now, interesting news did happen with Boston Celtics today, which I'll go over briefly, but not in depth because, I mean, I didn't really feel like a podcast I need to talk about. Uh, I don't think I could draw that podcast out to like 18 minutes long. I normally have been doing. Um, but we'll talk about it today because it, it seems it is important for the future of the franchise. Uh, so yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit later, but we're going to go ahead and start off with the Miami Heat first. So the Miami Heat were eliminated in the first round of the playoffs this season. Um, to the to the um, Boston, not gracious, the Milwaukee Bucks uh, eliminated them, and it wasn't really a close series. First game went to overtime, and so everyone's like, "Oh, maybe this series will be competitive." But yeah, it really wasn't. They lost one thirty-two to ninety-eight in game two, one thirteen to eighty-four in game three, and one hundred and twelve to one hundred three in game four. So it really isn't. It really wasn't close like at all, and so. I don't know where Miami went wrong here. They, they, yeah, they just didn't have any offensive weapons in these games, and they couldn't stop the dominance of the Milwaukee Bucks. They had a, Milwaukee's a great offensive rebounding team, and Miami finished with a lot of rebounds this season. Uh, they just, yeah, they just couldn't, couldn't get it done here. And I think, and I think, I don't know if they should be embarrassed that they lost, but I think they should feel that, they should feel the defeat in this loss. Um, and I say that because no other team uh, this season got swept. Now, there could be some gentlemen sweeps that could occur, uh, like one or two tonight, definitely. The Grizzlies could get gentlemen swept tonight, and then the uh, the Wizards could get gentlemen swept tonight. And so, I just think that the Heat should just know that they're not in a great place after this, these playoffs, and yeah, they should do something to address it. So, them as a team finished uh, 25th in the league in points per game, 108. 29th in rebounds per game, 41st, assists per game, 26th, and then points allowed, uh, sorry, sorry, not, I'm sorry, assists per game, they finished 9th with 26, sorry, that was very confusing, 26 assists per game, 9th in the league, and then, uh, points allowed, 107, which is 4th, and so, this, this team was just very, very interesting to me, they got a great pick last season in Precious Achuya, 
Precious Achua, whatever, however you want to call them, describe him or name him. Uh, former Memphis Tiger, by the way. We mi- I miss him as well. Um, and, yeah, last season, uh, they finished with a not great record either with 39 and 43. Wait, was that? No, 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 no sorry, that, that, that's not it. That's, they spent 44 and 29 last year. Sorry, I was like, that, that's, not, that's not right. Um, but they just took over in the bubble. They showed up where it mattered most. And as we all, that's one of the best, that's, what, that's one of my favorite NBA stories, um, of the recent of the recent years, Jimmy Butler led the team in points per game with 21 and assists with seven. And so, yeah, this team has to build around Jimmy Butler. And and so, yeah, he, he got a couple more years left on his contract, um, which we'll talk about in a minute. But it's really been Jimmy Butler's team. Bam Adebayo didn't play fantastic this season. He kind of just went away. Um, and so I, I don't really know why that happened, but it is what it is. Gorgon Dragic is a, was a driving force for this team. Uh, and especially in the postseason, he played great in the postseason. Uh, he actually led the team in the postseason. And so, yeah, Tyler Hero played well. Bam Adebayo played okay. Kendrick Nunn played okay. And the and Bam Adebayo really the only thing he did is he led the excuse me led the team in assist and and uh, rebounds. And that's something the center should do. He only got nine this season. And so, yeah, the Miami Heat are in a very very interesting interesting place just because they got swept in the first round. And they're not gonna get. They're not really gonna get a lottery pick. Now they could like they they could trade some pick like tr- trade to get some picks. That would be an interesting thing to talk about. Um, you could maybe let's see. You could maybe trade Kendrick Nunn and you just go all in on Tyler Hero playing shooting guard. That could be a thing. You could get you could get a decent. Maybe you could get like the fourteenth pick with Kendrick Nunn. Maybe. And like throw in a couple other guys like Kelly Olynyk and guys like that, Trevor Ariza, who's been traded a lot, um, just to just to build for the future because this team is is not young. This team is an old team. The uh, Tyler Hero, obviously a really great rookie, uh, not rookie, but he, he was a rookie. Um, he he's played he's played great. Um, we got Precious Achuya, who's who's who played decent this season. He had five points and three rebounds, and he didn't play very much, and so. What a he, let's see he played on average fourteen minutes a game, which is actually kind of a lot. But anyway, um, what yeah, what this team needs to do is just be very very smart about their approach in the off season. Like I said, very interesting place could go lots of different places. Um, but yeah, they're they're gonna need they're gonna need some things to happen. Um, uh, and that and so who could they draft? I don't really know. Uh, like I don't think there's like I don't think there's like a fantastic guy they could get, but they need to address. Um, they need to address small forward. Their backup uh, small forward is Trevor Ariza, who averaged about nine a game. And so they need help for Jimmy Butler. I would think that would be a really, really big thing. Um, and then maybe getting a point guard as well. Like maybe uh, Goring Andrajic is getting older, and he's not going to be around. He's not going to be around for this team to step up for long, for much longer. So getting a good young point guard would be really good. Um, and so yeah, I think I think that would be a really I think that would be a thing that they need to do um, because. This season, actually, because yeah, this season wasn't great for the Miami Heat. They did make the playoffs in the sixth seed, um, but the first half of their season was not good. And this Miami Heat showed that they fought in the second half of the season once again. They showed up when it mattered last time, and they showed up when it mattered here, except it didn't last them as long as the playoffs. And so the Miami Heat definitely have some questions over the offseason, and it'll be interesting to see if they can step things up or if they're going to continue sitting in this kind of purgatory of, like, sixth seed first round exit because that's not what they want to do but if they're not careful like I really do think that they physically could be in the same position next year I would just be very interested to see what Jimmy Butler can do especially because Jimmy Butler uh I think I don't know how many years he has left on this contract 
Uh, but he has a chance to extend it today, uh, this season. And there are rumors that he like he's going for like a max contract, like a four-year, $181 million. This is according to Bleacher Report. These are rumors as well. Um, and so yeah, he could take he could take an extension. I don't know if he will. If I could take a guess, I would say he would because that's just the guy Jimmy Butler is. But he could he could very easily leave next, uh, not sign this contract, and he could be gone in a couple of years. So this this is something that Miami needs to do. And if he doesn't take it, be very 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 careful with him in his last season because yeah, because and they, they might this season might be the pitch for him to stay next season. And yeah, this is this is a very important season for them. Um, and it'll be very, very interesting to see what he decides to do and what uh, the Heat decide to do with him. The other team that was eliminated from the playoffs last night in pretty pretty dominant fashion by the other team, the Brooklyn Nets took out the Boston Celtics. And yeah, the Celtics are done. They, they, got, the, uh, they got the gentleman sweep uh, treatment. And yeah, Boston finished at a record of 36-36, and 36, even record. And so yeah, they, they got out of the play-in. They, they got out of the play-in. And they were able to make the playoffs, but first round exit. And of course, this this probably had something to do with the fact that Jalen Brown was injured before going into the playoffs. He did get injured, and yeah, this was this was not good for them. But this team is in a very interesting space as well because earlier today it was announced that the front office would be leaving um, would be leaving Boston, and so this was a really big thing. Uh, Denny and and. Anage? An, an, Ange? Ange? I'm sorry. Ange? Uh, probably not right. Uh, is stepping down from his place, and Brad Stevens is actually going to take his role. Now, this is very interesting, because I liked Brad Stevens, and I think that he's a great coach, but now he'll be in the front office until he will have to hire somebody to be a coach. Now, who is that going to be? I don't really know at the moment, and it's just it's very, very early, so there's not a lot of speculations. But yeah, whoever decides to be the coach will be a very, very, um, a very big thing. He Brad Stevens was showing excitement. He said it'll be a great challenge for him. Um, uh, and yeah, he's excited, but he's also kind of scared about it because he's going to step into a new role, and the the players will be stepping into a new role under another uh, another leader. And so a lot of questions from their standpoint. It'll be interesting to see what they can do, especially when some of these contracts start expiring. So let's go ahead and talk about let's go ahead and talk about how where they stood last season. Like I said thirty six and thirty six, which is the seventh seed, and Jason Tatum was their leading scorer with twenty six points, four uh, point three rebounds, also time also uh, with them being the leading uh, leading assisting. Uh, they were one hundred and twelve points per game, which is sixteenth in the league. 44 rebounds, which is 15th in the league. Assists per game, 23 per, 23 assists per game, um, which is 25th. And then points allowed, they were tied for 15th. Now, how were they How were they this good if they did not have these great stats? Well, because of Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum has absolutely led this team with multiple 50-point performances tonight. No, multiple 50-point performances this season. And, yeah, this was a great season for him. And he's going to be a force to be reckoned with in his career. So now, what are they going to do um, with some of these players? Right now, they obviously got first round exits. Um, and yeah, well, like I said, it was um, it was mainly because of Jalen Brown was not able to play because he was hurt. And so, if you're the Celtics, I don't think I don't think you need to worry about the players that you have at the moment. I don't think like that's a, a worrying factor. Looking at some of these players that will definitely be back. Be back 
Um, Kemba Walker's got a couple of other years, and Jalen Brown has a couple of other years. Evan Fournier is not under contract at the moment, and so he will enter free agency. Uh, let's see. Jason Tatum is signed that big contract just a little while ago, and so he'll be under until 2025. Um, and let's see. Uh, Luke Cornett is out uh, out of a contract, and then that's about it. So, yeah, that's an interesting tidbit. So, they have a bunch of their players that will be coming back. <coughs> Excuse me. They have a bunch of players that will be coming back. And so, yeah, I don't think they need to worry about this. And they have a strong team. They just need to put it together. Like in the final uh, finalness of the season, they were playing good basketball. Jalen Brown just went out, and he was a big three-point shooter for them and just a big player for them. He had, he was a, He's a, a good young guy that brings intensity. And, yeah, I think that... I think that he was he's definitely a factor that they needed in the playoffs. Jason Tatum played absolutely out of his mind this season, so did Jalen Brown. Even Gamble Walker is getting a little bit old. Uh played played good. Marcus Smart, uh, Evan Fournier, Daniel Tice, who they brought in. And so yeah, this was a this was a good team uh this season. Their bench was really good with Robert Williams off the bench, Tristan Thompson, Jeff Teague. They had one of the better benches this season. And so I don't think that I don't really think that Boston really should be worried. Um I think the coaching situation raises some question marks, but other than that, I think they have a really good chance of being good next year. I think they could be at the top five. I think they could be top five if they play their cards right. Um, East is slowly becoming more and more powerful, uh, which will be a, which will be a, uh, a thing to look at for the Celtics. But I think if we're being honest, I think that they will make the playoffs next year. And I don't think they're in this bad situation as the Heat were. Um, and so yeah, as long as they continue to, as long as Jason Tatum continues to play fantastic basketball and that Jalen Brown stays healthy, I think that this team should be okay. And yeah, I think we can get used to seeing the Boston Celtics under a new coaching staff under the next playoffs and next season just being a pretty dominant team. My opinion, just, yeah, I just, speculation, I just really think that, I I think they have the pieces to do it, and I think they will do it. Celtics are a fantastic organization, and I think Brad Stevens will will do a good job bringing the people in, and yeah, bringing obviously bringing in the money to uh, sign to play over the offseason. What they could do, they could, uh, let's see, they could, let's see, small forward. They don't really have a really, besides Jason Tatum, they don't really have any other small forwards that are fantastic. And so, uh, I would, the who like position is small forward. So I would probably address small forward in the draft, um, because they'll get like an earlier pick, like earlier pick, like for, like, uh, 14 slash 16 through that area. And so, I, and I think that you can maybe sign some people in the offseason. Uh, we'll talk about offseason signings a little bit down the road whenever the season's all over. And like, oh, which oh, which uh, free agents could go to which teams to turn it around. We'll talk about that later. Uh, just just to, one, keep the hype up. And two, uh, yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting to see what some of these guys do if they win a championship or not or how far they go. So we're, we don't have enough information to really talk about that right now. So... I think they could address some things in the offseason. I think that offseason will be important, but not as important as some of these other teams. So, Boston, my opinion, my personal opinion, I think you're in good shape. But that's, uh, yeah, that's all of the people who have been eliminated at the moment. And so, yeah, those are my opinions on both those two teams. Looking at the scores of yesterday's playoff games was very, very interesting indeed. Like I said, the Celtics beat the, sorry, the Nets beat the Celtics. Um, and the Nuggets took the Blazers to two overtimes. Damian Lillard hit two shots to send him to overtime, but couldn't get it done. He had 55 and 10 assists. What it wasn't enough. That series is now Denver in control, three to two. And then the Suns beat the Lakers in amazing fashion. At halftime, the Lakers only had 36 points. Like that just makes me very, very happy. I'm sorry if you're a Lakers fan, 
Um, but yeah, Phoenix takes control of that series three to two. So looking at uh, looking at just the bracket now um, in the playoffs, Utah is all up on Memphis three to one. The Clippers are tied with the Dallas Mavericks two to two, which we'll talk about in that game happens tonight. Uh, Denver uh, has a lead over Portland three to two. Phoenix has a lead over Los Angeles three to two. Uh, Phoenix, uh, sorry, Philadelphia has a lead over Washington three to one. New York has a lead over Atlanta. Sorry, Atlanta has a, has a lead over New York three to one. Milwaukee won their series, and Brooklyn won their series. So the only two, the only two series over, and they're both in the Eastern Conference. So that is pretty interesting. Games that are interesting tonight include the um, Dallas Mavericks are going to be taking on the Los Angeles Clippers tonight late at nine o'clock. Uh, on T- 9 o'clock Central Time on TNT. So, yeah, one team's looking to take control of that series being up 3-2. to two. And so, yeah, that should be a very fun game and one that I might watch. It's a little bit later, but I might watch that. At 8.30 Central Time, we got the Memphis Grizzlies and the Utah Jazz. I'll be watching that for most of the time. Um, on NBA TV, 8.30 Central Time. So, Grizzlies looking to stay alive and Utah trying to get out of this series um, without too much too much uh, fatigue for the next round. The Hawks are taking on the Knicks tonight. The Hawks are up 3-1. to one. Uh, New York is just continuing to disappoint themselves. And yeah, the Hawks looking to make it a second round appearance, which would be really, really fun. And the Knicks looking to stay alive. And finally, the Sixers without Joel Embiid are taking on the Wizards um, at 6 o'clock Central Time on NBA TV. Yeah, Wizards looking to stay alive, and I think uh, I think it'll be interesting to see if they can do it tonight. Like once again, it's a good opportunity because Joel Embiid is not playing, but yeah, and the Wizards will not go away. More specifically, Russell Westbrook will not go away. So, can they get out of it? I don't know, but it's going to be a fun game, an early game, six o'clock Central Time. And as always, the Memphis Grizzlies is taking on the Utah Jazz in Game Five in the Western Conference. Uh, yeah, Western Conference first round. This is a big game. Winner go home for us. And so Utah is a 9.5 point favorite. They have a 73% chance to win, us a 26% chance to win percentage point percentages along the way. And so, yeah, Grizzlies won game one of this series, and it's all been downhill from there. Uh, won a three-game losing streak. Uh, went losing all these games in the crunch time of the uh, crunch time of the game. And so, yeah, this should be a very, very interesting game. Uh, hope I really hope we can extend it one more game. Uh, but yeah, if not, that's, I mean, it is what it is. We played a fantastic season and a fantastic series. Uh, and yeah, we've, we've profited out of the series a whole lot. And so can we keep it going? I don't know. I'm very, very hopeful for it. And I will be watching tonight, eight o'clock, sorry, eight thirty central time on NBA TV or your local station. But that is going to do it for me today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you absolutely did enjoy it. If you want to hear more fantastic music like the music here beginning each and every end of the podcast, go check out Hardly Genius on YouTube. Put out some great music, stuff by, and give it a try if you have not already. Tomorrow we'll have a podcast talking about the Grizzlies game and the Jazz game. Hopefully I will not be mourning, and hopefully I can, yeah, deliver you guys some good news and say we're staying, we're, I can be happy and we'll saying that we'll stay alive against the Utah Jazz. So you can look for out for that on your Thursday afternoon. So hopefully you can look forward to that. Also, you can find me on my YouTube, my website, wherever you listen to your podcast to continue to support me. Very much appreciated. Links will be down in the description as always. Finally, I hope your team is absolutely fantastic in the rest of the NBA season, unless they're playing the Memphis Grizzlies. Until next time, my name is Seth Weston, and this is the unofficial Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Later.